1: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. This is the On Point with Victor show. I am Victor Armanderis, and this is the America's Web Radio station you are tuned into. Uh, Unless you're listening later, at a later time, then you might be tuned into Spotify or Apple Podcast or whatever uh, podcast system you may use. Uh, You'll find On Point with Victor there. So listen, if you don't know enough about me, if you're new to the show, uh, go to americaswebradio.com, americaswebradio.com. You can find out a little bit about me. I don't tell you too much much because, you know, if you want to learn more about me, you got to listen. You just got to listen. But, uh, you can find me there and, uh, find, uh, just the, you know, most of the, uh, enough information for you to really get, uh, to pique your interest. Let's put it that way. So, uh, listen, we got a lot of, a lot to get to today, folks. Um, I, If you are into titles and you guys pay it, and some of you do, I know, you like to see the titles of my show, Uh, I'm going to get to the governor of the month. Don't worry. I'm going to get to that pretty soon here in the show. Uh, But what I want to touch on first Here's just some common sense. I, I told you guys before, pay attention when you see the, the media go nuts over these shootings. The shootings that, that, that are are happening and the media is just going wall-to-wall coverage until they find out some information about the shooter. If it doesn't fit their narrative, what happens to the story? It goes away. Now, you need an example? When was the last time you heard something about the transgender who killed three children? Killed three children and three adults in that school? A... A... a Whacked in the head criminal mental case walked into a school to kill children because why? Well, we can only assert it was because it was a Christian school. And the reason we don't know that for sure is because they won't release the manifesto. Why won't they release the manifesto? If this shooter had a been a MAGA wearing uh Trump supporting libertarian or or a uh liberty freedom flag waving American who who they could prove voted Republican that would story would still be wall to wall and you would know immediately you would know that uh, manifesto would have been released the the last time there was a shooter that they could even get close to saying was a right winger that manifesto was out before you could sneeze or blink an eye but here we have in tennessee just a week or two ago a trans shooter walked in this awful awful person went in and killed children and killed three adults and has a very spelt out manifesto. We know this because before they could shut the Nash the the uh oh was it the, the Nashville Police Department sheriff or or yeah the Nashville I think it was the sheriff. Before they could shut him up he released the info that that there was a manifesto that they do know they will know why this shooter did what they did we even had some information that did get out just because of the people who were able to see this douchebag's um social media where where and some apparently uh, some texting or or maybe it was on Instagram not sure uh some messages that this person was telling it to friends that what they were going to do and and they wrote why this shooter this shooter in Tennessee said, you will see everything and why I did this in my writings or manifesto, whatever you want to call it. But the media will not release it or the law enforcement will release it. And who's pressuring law enforcement not to release it? Listen, folks, we deserve to know what that manifesto said. We deserve to know what was in the mind of this mental case. And everybody needs to know it. And then, of course... If we knew what was in that manifesto word for word, then we might know, okay, if we got, there's some things we need to look out for. Maybe there are some shootings in the future we can, we could probably stop because we can learn more. You know, the whole part of crime, the whole part of crime investigations, the whole part of good, being a good detective, the whole part of being a good crime preventer is to classify, uh, do your research, Find out what's driving these shooters, what motivates these shooters, what motivates the criminal. This is not a gun problem, folks. This is a crime problem. This is a mental problem. At what point, what what drugs was this person taking? What mental state were they in? What problems were they having? There's a lot of things that contributed to this person losing their mind and going to target children. What was going on in this person's head that they had to go charge? Target children and how much of it was politically based. Folks, this is why this manifesto hasn't been released, because I can promise you in the manifesto, this trans shooter probably spelt out. I don't know how many talking points that you hear on a daily basis from the Democrat Party, the Democrat elected officials and the media. The Democrat runs state media, which is your lamestream media, your CNNs, your MSNBCs, your ABCs and NBCs and CBSs, and PBS and NPRs all those mainstream people, those mainstream media people. They don't want you to know what's in that uh, manifesto because I promise you, I promise you this trans shooter had a political vision and they were driven by political rhetoric that comes from the left. If you haven't figured out that political violence in this country is almost a hundred percent coming from the left, then you've got your head in the sand or you've got your head up somebody's nether regions. Uh, I know it ain't your own because there ain't that many people that are that flexible. <laughs> oh, I should just stop. But, uh, but listen, I'm just saying, I, I, I am, I'm gonna probably on every show, whether it's here in the America's Web Radio Studios or if it's when I fill in for Eric Erickson or when I fill in for anyone else. I will probably start every show with why aren't we talking about the manifesto? Why haven't we seen the manifesto? And why haven't you heard anything about this trans shooter? It is gone from the media. And I told you two weeks ago when this shooting happened, I said, this is probably going to end up being another Biden voter who, who shot up that school. And the media, as soon as they can't tie it to the right wingers, they're going to throw this off the face. You won't see it. They will push it off the media headlines. They will black this story out. And that's what's going on now. Now. The one thing I didn't count on was the cojones that the media would have and the webbles that that the Democrats would have to try and turn this trans shooting thing that happened in Tennessee to try and turn it on its head and convince you that somehow the trans movement people or activists were somehow being attacked. You had a trans person go into a Christian school, kill three children, kill three adults, leave behind a manifesto clearly stating their political beliefs. But yet the media and the Democrats, Democrat elected officials who are supposed to represent we the people, they turned this story on its head and tried to convince you that somehow the trans community was being attacked, not the Christian community. It's unbelievable, folks. It's just unbelievable. And now you – they don't want you to see the manifesto. We, somebody somewhere, please, if you're a lawyer out there, if you've got some um, – awesome integrity and you got a little time somebody needs to go and do a maybe it's a freedom the freedom information act uh, i don't know what you got to use but somebody's got to sue and i don't care who you sue you got to get that manifesto we deserve to see what's in the manifesto that knowing what's in the manifesto can help us profile and maybe stop the next shooter maybe stop the next shooter this shouldn't be political folks it shouldn't be political but your democrat party of today cannot help but make it political. They don't give a rats you know what about the safety of children or anyone else. They only care about power. And I, and I'm sorry if that angers you. If you're a Democrat voter out there and it angers, angers you, well then prove me different. Prove me different. If you're a Democrat voter who's still going to vote for Democrats, then I need you to stand up. You stand up and demand that we see this manifesto. You stand up and demand the Democrats stop trying to to um, just bury this story because it doesn't fit their narrative of, of the right wing being uh, violent. I'm telling you, folks. Now, if you need another example what happened was it yesterday? Uh, yesterday, I believe. Yes, it was yesterday. Uh, another shooter, a guy, guy walks into a bank. A former employee, employee walked into a bank, shot up and killed four people, and he's in one of five people, I think it is now. That's terrible, terrible. Um, and then, and there's a police officer who is clinging for his life right now. He was two weeks on the job, twenty something years old, two weeks on the job, and this Biden voter walks into the bank. And now this this cop is clinging for his life because this cop, with only two weeks on the job, goes in to put his life in danger to save other people in that bank. Now, why did I call this shooter a Biden voter? And why did I just send media matters to a collective wad Fest? Because this story is already leaving the headlines. And why would a shooter this story like this leave the headlines? Because the news is coming out. The investigation is coming out. This shooter was a left-wing activist. This shooter was a Joe Brandon Biden voter. This shooter listened to the rhetoric of the left, became a left leftist activist, and I believe one of the things this guy said was something to the nature of, well, if they're not going to pay attention to the rights, maybe they'll pay attention to this, meaning maybe they'll pay attention when I go shoot up a bank, when I go kill innocent people. Folks, we do not have a gun problem in this country. We have a mental problem, a political democrat problem. We have a violent left be- that is becoming more violent because of George Soros funded DAs that are all over this country in different cities. And they are, f- and Soros has funded these DAs to come into power so they can reduce crimes from felonies to misdemeanors like that brag up in New York and they, and they let criminals go. They are picking up people with gun charges who should never be able to go get a gun, but they reduce the crime so it's not a felony. Therefore, it's not put in the system. Therefore, they can go and buy a gun because the system's not working how it should be because the DAs are dropping these crimes from a felony to a misdemeanor. And when you get a misdemeanor, you don't have to report it to the state system. And the state system can't report to the gun dealers and everybody else, hey, don't sell this person a gun. This is a Democrat political problem on top of a mental problem, on top of drug problem, opioid problem. We, as a country, have got to stop letting these moronic career politicians just – for lack of a better term, just lie to our faces every day and use tragedies like like these shootings to gain more power. Now, I am telling you, folks, I, I hate to sit here and, and have to say that another Biden voter went in and shot a place up, but that's what happened. And if you don't believe me, go do a duck-duck-go search because you're not going to find it doing a Google search. I'm, they are burying this story already. The shooting just happened yesterday. But because the information is coming out that the shooter in Louisville, Kentucky, was a left wing activist. The media can't dare, and the Democrat Party can't dare for you to abs- assess the situation on your own. Take the information and 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 realize, wow, these le- the left wing rhetoric is causing left wing violence, and the violence is being committed on innocent people. This guy walked into the bank and shot up people. I highly doubt he asked if they were a Democrat or Republican. He just wanted the reaction. He wanted the, the people of this country to see what he did. He even said before he shot, and, and I'm not quoting here. I'm just, I, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but he said something to the nature of, if the people aren't going to pay attention to our riots or our marches or our political whatever, then maybe they'll pay attention to this, meaning maybe they'll pay attention to him after he shoots up some innocent people. I'm, I'm, folks, this is ridiculous. Again, we do not have a gun problem in this country. There are more guns in this country than there are pe- people. You understand what I'm saying here? The United States, we have 300 million or so people, over 300 million. There are well over 400 million firearms in the, in the hands of not even – maybe just 200 million people. I don't know. I mean not everybody owns a gun in the United States. But the, my point here is if we have 330 million people in this country – and we have 430-plus million guns in this country, then I tell you guns aren't the problem. If guns were the problem, you would know it. You would know it. We have a crime problem. You've got DAs all over this country who are funded by George Soros so they would get elected that are anti-punishing criminals. They are letting criminals go. They're putting criminals on the street every single day. The only people that these Democrat, George Soros-funded DAs and prosecutors want to go after, well, that would be Donald Trump. If If your last name is Donald Trump, you're screwed. And if you happen to be... And I'm about to get to this story. If you happen to be a non-Biden voter, a non-Democrat voter, you have a member of the United States military, and you dare vote against the current political class, well, then they're going to come after you, too. They're going to come after you and try to put you in jail for life. That's pretty messed up, folks. It's pretty messed up. But that's what's going on. That is what's going on. So before I get to the, to the main thing I want to get to, is which is why I started the show the way I started... Uh, I, I want to say something real quick. There's some news that just came across the line. Um, <clears throat> Atlanta, Atlanta, Georgia was in the running for the, the Democrat National Convention. Now, I don't think Atlanta wanted to be in the running unless you're one of those crazy Biden voters in the city of Atlanta. But the state of Georgia, including myself, and I can probably speak for legendary Dave and I'm sure I can speak for producer Brett. We did not want the Democrat convention coming to the state of Georgia, and I am happy to report that across the lines, the breaking story: uh the Democrats have chosen not to have their convention in Atlanta. They have looked over. I guess Stacey Abrams. Maybe Stacey Abrams rode to the rescue of Georgia this time. Maybe she convinced the Democrat Party that the oh Georgia's just so racist. How can you have your convention? I I, I mean, I, you know, Stacey Abrams for that. Nothing can stop that lady from blowing it out. Or Well, anyway. Um, So the Democrat Party has announced today that they're not going to come to Atlanta, Georgia. So my goodness, thank you, thank you, thank you. Our prayers have been answered. (laughs) Now here's the crazy thing. Here's the crazy thing. Legendary Dave, do you want to take a stab at where the Democrats, what city the Democrats chose to have their convention? Austin. Uh, No, no, but that would have been a good choice. (laughs) I mean, that was a good guess. They chose the city of Chicago. I mean, in Chicago, where if you want to go to the market, you better have a level three Kevlar vest on. Because it's not that somebody might be aiming to kill you. You might get caught up in the crossfire. There's that much crime going on in Chicago. You've got I don't know how many thousands of black men who are killed every weekend in Chicago. But notice the Democrat Party could care less about the black men, the black women, the black children who are getting caught up in gunfire crimes in the city of Chicago and dying every week. You know, I used to start to show off with how many people died in Chicago, how many people were shot and how many people were killed by gunfire in Chicago over the weekend. And I may, I might need to start doing that again. I might, because I'll bet you during our first break, if I do a search, I will bet you it's double digits, the number of gun crimes that happened in Chicago this past weekend. I would almost guarantee it. And I but here's the thing, as crime ridden, as Chicago is, the Democrat Party is going to have their convention there. This is going to be something I and I will predict this. I wouldn't be surprised if the Democrat between now and I guess August of 2024, between now and then, I wouldn't be surprised if the Democrats change their mind and move the convention out of Chicago. Because right now, I guess they're just trying to make their big old statement. Oh, look at Chicago. Now, Chicago just – apparently, Lori, crazy, lightheaded Lightfoot, apparently she wasn't left and progressive enough for Chicago because they just replaced her with an even bigger defund police uh, don't arrest any criminal. Let the criminals go. They just elected that dude. Some I don't even remember what his name is. To be the mayor of Chicago. So Chicago is. If it could get any worse. It is about to. So don't be surprised if the Democrats change their mind. It wouldn't surprise me a bit. But I will tell you this. If you are a Democrat sycophant. And for some reason you are still clinging to that party. And you plan to attend. The the. Democrat National Convention in Chicago, because I care for all people, please heed my warning. You better get yourself a level three uh a vest, some some Kevlar, because if you're going to go roam around the streets of Chicago <laughs> because you're going to rah-rah Democrat Party, rah-rah Dementia Joe, uh, I am telling you, you do not want to get caught up in crossfire because the crime isn't going to stop just because the Democrats are riding into town. The Democrats own Chicago. The Democrats run Chicago. There's no Republican in sight. There's practically no Republican in sight in the state of Illinois, let alone Chicago. All right, folks, we got to take a break. Well, we'll take a break, and we will be right back. Don't you go anywhere. I am Victor Armander. Is the Mexican not afraid to be American?
0: Start taking back our country from the
1: liberals. Hey, we're back, ladies and gentlemen. So I haven't been. <laughs> I was doing a quick search, and I haven't found it. I, I put I put in shootings in Chicago this past weekend, and you know what came up first? What came? <laughs> I told you it was going to be double digits. I told you it'd be double digits, and what popped up? Twelve killed, forty five wounded in weekend Chicago shootings. Okay, listen to me, ladies and gentlemen. And by the way, this is Victor Armendariz of the On Point with Victor show, and you're tuned in to America's Web Radio. And I am. I when we left that before we went to the break, I told you I could do a quick search, and I would bet money that in the this past weekend in Chicago, there's double digit shootings and, and probably double digit deaths. And here we are. We're back live. I've done my search, and. 12 killed, 45 wounded in Chicago shootings, weekend shootings. Have you heard anything today? Have you heard anything on CNN? Have you heard anything on MSNBC, ABC, NBC, uh, uh PBS, NPR? Have you heard anything? CBS. Have you heard anybody anywhere in the lamestream media mention anything about the 12 killings and 45 shot? I mean, 45. Yeah, well, shot. They're 45 wounded. Over the weekend, this past weekend in Chicago, have you heard anything about it? Now, I don't have to be a rocket scientist. I don't have to be a graduate of Harvard or Yale to tell you that I will bet you 99.9999% of these gun victims in Chicago are black and probably Democrat voters. That's terrible. I shouldn't say. I don't know how they voted. But I can guarantee you I'll bet you that almost 100%, if not 100%, percent were black. And what have you heard in the media? You haven't heard a thing. David, you look like you have a comment.
0: Well, you realize that all of those weapons are AI weapons and, uh, they jumped out of their box or wherever they were <laughs> stored and they went out on a shooting spree.
1: And, uh, it was, it's so, so these pesky guns. Those pesky so, guns. Somehow just... then an inanimate an object sprouted legs and decided to fire itself <laughs> yeah you know what david that is what the media i mean i know you're being facetious and, and and i know we we we'd like to have fun here make fun of liberals and democrats but david sadly enough that's what the democrats and the media want you to think they want just like you know a few years ago that um black activists I believe it was a BLM activist or, or or Antifa, got in his car, an SUV, and plowed through innocent people at a parade, a Christmas parade. And I'm not sure. I can't remember how many he killed. But as soon as the information came out that the driver, the killer, was a left-wing activist, what did they do? They stopped mentioning anything about somebody driving the SUV and tried to make you believe that somehow this SUV self-drove itself and targeted innocent people at a Christmas parade. And and to your point, David, that's exactly what they're trying to do with these shootings. As soon as they find out that the shooter is a left-wing activist and a Biden voter, suddenly it's a gun problem, not a crime problem, which is why I, I cannot stress enough, ladies and gentlemen, we do not have a gun problem in this country. If we did, you would know it. You would know it. We have a crime problem. We have a crime problem. And and if you are a Democrat voter, especially if you are a fellow minority, if you are one of my minority brethrens out there, and you still vote for the Democrat Party, how can you do that knowing that I just told you 12 most likely black people were killed in Chicago over this weekend? Forty-five are wounded, and you haven't heard one thing about it in the media. Not one Democrat— Representative, that one elected Democrat is out there going, we got to stop this black on black crime. We have to save the black children. We have to save these black family. We have to save the black culture. You haven't heard one word from any Democrat politician. And David? I was just thinking, who's paying for
0: all of that? You know, those, uh, medical bills. Oh, gosh. <laughs> had to be or are. Mm-hmm. Going to be They're,
1: catastrophic. Tremendous. I mean, imagine yeah. the ER. How, how many bullets are they having to remove from bodies, and then the blood that's going to be required to save these lives? And and I want to save as many lives as we can. I mean, some of these are children. And and uh, but, David, you're right. You're right. Who's footing the bill? <laughs> but I can tell you, I can tell you, the taxpayer foots the bill. And then when Chicago gets in debt up to its eyeballs, what do they do? They scream to the federal government to bail them out. I mean, ladies and gentlemen, this is, this is, we could stop it, folks. We really could, if you'd stop voting for these pozo politicians, namely the Democrats. Now, look, I, you guys will hear me rail on on the establishment Republicans. I, I will do that uh, all the time. Yeah, no one can tell, uh, can listen to my show and get to know me and, and think that I'm a sick infant for any political party because I am not.
0: I uh, wonder if they caught any of the shooters,
1: oh, and and if, and if they were. Turnstile shooters. You know what, David? It's a good question. Well, I think I'm gonna assign myself some homework. I'm gonna look that up. How many shooters in Chicago get prosecuted? And how many are prosecuted as felons? And how many are downgraded to misdemeanors and let go and put back on the streets? And how many? I'll take it another step, David. How many of the shooters this past weekend in Chicago, how many of those shooters are, are reoccurring shooters? I mean how many were already arrested probably for for shooting somebody before and now they're right back on the streets shooting more people? Absolutely, Dave. That's a great question. That's a great question. So we're gonna we'll have to look that up and look folks if you don't want to wait for me to look it up, I, I am telling you, I implore you, duck duck go. Look, a lot of people ask me if DuckDuckGo is a sponsor of my show. Well, not yet, (laughs) but I'm working on it. But use DuckDuckGo. DuckDuckGo is a heck of a search engine. Um, When you want to find the truth, when you want to find – and listen, DuckDuckGo doesn't choose stories. If you put in the topic, it's going to show you headlines of stories so you can do your own research. It will not bury and hide stories. That's what Google does. Google, Yahoo, all the other ones. They will guide you. So if you put in Shooter is a left-wing activist, they're going to pull up BS stories about right-wingers. But if you go to DuckDuckGo and you put up Shooter that was left-wing, they'll bring up stories showing that the past few shooters have been left-wing activists. Uh, so DuckDuckGo, folks. get Learn it, live it, and use it. Replace your Google app with the DuckDuckGo app. You will thank me for it, I promise. David, you know... Victor, this this is something
0: that really, really eats at me all the time. And as you know, as you have so kindly pointed out, I'm older than dirt. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but, you know, this is. Seasoned. My question David, seasoned. To you. We'll
1: go with seasoned.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why, that's a nice way of saying I stink. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, anyway, uh, the question that I asked of you just a second ago, uh, that's what the news should be about. And the news mm. should be the investigative reporter should oh. be finding that out. Are there any and, left? Huh, I don't think so. That's, uh, and that's a shame because this would have been, you know, 20, 30 years ago, mm-hmm. 40 years ago, some cub reporter that was just getting started, he'd be assigned, go find out that information. Mm-hmm. And obviously, we didn't have the computer power that we have today, but they would be assigned, go find out how many of yeah, those go actually been, do some digging
1: yeah. and, and reporting.
0: And then go and back to the reporter and say, mm-hmm. okay, here's the information I found. Mm-hmm. And then... The reporter would take it and spring it on
1: the public Mm -hmm. and say, folks, here's our problem. It doesn't happen now, David, because so much of the media is in the pocket of the Democrats. Unfortunately, today we have a situation where the media, 90% of the media, the the mainstream media, has chosen a side. and, And they're... Is the reason why I call them state media. When you're CNN, MSNBC, and and all the major channels, news stations, when you've chosen a side, when you deliver your stories based on politics, when when you base a story, I will give you an example. The, the Democrat Party, whether they actually send out talking points or they just signal the talking points, not sure how they do it, but I know they do do it, uh, and and the evidence when this. I believe it was um, uh, when they uh, indicted Trump. When when Bragg up there in New York, every reporter out there who does any kind of reporting, they know very well that this 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 indictment has no legs to stand on. It it doesn't. It's a it's a show crap, what they're doing. It's pure for show. I told you what's behind the indictment of Trump is that the Democrat Party wants Trump to be the nominee for the Republicans. I Look, whether you support Trump or not, I I don't, I don't care. I'm not. And you guys know I support Trump. If he were the nominee in 2024, I'd crawl through glass to vote for him. But what I'm asking people before, because you all know I also support Ron DeSantis, I think everyone needs to assess the situation for 2024 and, and make your own decision on who you think has a better chance of winning. Because the the goal is not to win the primary for the Republican Party. The goal is to win the general election. The goal is to put either DeSantis or, or Trump in the White House. Uh, but I am telling you – because I am not a sick of it to anyone. I'm not a sick of it to any party. I'm not a sick of it to any candidate. I will tell you that the Democrat Party and I'm and, and if you doubt me, you will doubt me to at your own uh, peril. The Democrat Party and the media wants Donald Trump to be the nominee of the Republican Party. Look, if he is the nominee, I hope it backfires on the Democrats. I do believe it probably will backfire just like it did in 2016, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't have a crystal ball. If I did, I'd go win the lottery first, and then I would tell you my predictions, but I don't have a crystal ball. But I am telling you, the Democrat Party right now believes they can win in 2024 because they think they can beat Donald Trump and everything they're doing right now. What Bragg is doing in New York isn't because Bragg thinks that Donald Trump was guilty of anything. It's because he wants to fire up Trump's base, keep them fired up. The Democrats want to keep Donald Trump's base fired up. So he's the nominee. And and, I'll, and I look, it may, it may work. It may not work. Uh, if Donald Trump is the nominee, I already told you I would crawl over broken glass to vote for him. And I hope that all of you independents and libertarians and Republicans will follow me through the glass to vote for Trump if he's the nominee. We can't withstand another four years of the dementia patient. And honestly, it probably won't be the dementia patient. It'll probably be that douche. I'm going to be nice. That dude from California, uh, Newsom. So, folks, we can't afford that. We can't. So, all right, listen, we got to take another break here. Got to take another break. We can't do this for free. We will be right back. Don't you go anywhere. This is the On Point with Victor Show.
0: This is America's Web Radio. Would you like to have a show, talk about your business, or express your opinion on America's Web Radio? You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.
1: Hey, we're back, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Unemployed Victor Show. I am Victor Armin. There is the Mexican, not afraid to be American. This is a show of common sense, folks. I give you common sense. I give you logic. I give you a pretty darn good analysis of what's going on in the world. <laughs> and, uh... Well, if you think you can defeat my argument, bring it on. Bring it on. As I say when I fill in for Eric, bring it on, bro. <laughs> bring it on. Or sometimes it's bring it on, brah, because we have stations now. You know, the Eric Erickson show is on in California as well, the coast to coast. So when I fill in for him, sometimes I have to say brah instead of just bro. But uh, anyway, all right, let's. And you know, just mentioning that, uh, this show actually with America's Web Radio, we're lit. we are heard in just about every state in the union as well. Outside the country, I have listeners in Mexico, folks. I have listeners in Spain. How many people can say that? <laughs> All right, I'll stop there before uh, you know somebody might accuse me of having an ego. Uh, <laughs> Legend Dave may accuse me of getting taller because of my ego. <laughs> All right, folks. Um, listen, I, I, a great listener just chimed in. So I got a good listener, I believe, from Duluth, Georgia. Who asked the question, how on earth is it possible that the people of Chicago would elect a mayor who was more to the left of that crazy Lightfoot mayor? And and they did. They did. The people of Chicago have lost their minds. Look, I don't know what's going on in Chicago. I don't know how you can live there in that crime. I don't know how you can be a black voter and be so married to the Democrat Party that you just cannot think for yourself. You're so blinded by a letter of the alphabet that you can't figure out and look around and go, gee, There's no one around that's a Republican. We've never – the Republicans haven't been in charge of anything in Chicago for decades and decades and decades, but yet your life is still crap. You live in the slums. You've got poverty all over Chicago. You've got black-on-black crime that's going berserk in Chicago. You have innocent children, black children, being killed every weekend in Chicago – well, almost every weekend. You've got just – look, I – look, folks, I'm not mad. I'm not mad. I'm just right. I'm just right. But you minorities out there and listen, I am a minority. I am a fellow minority. I am of the Brown persuasion. And you couldn't pay me to vote for today's Democrat. Now you bring the party of Kennedy back and we can talk. But right now, this today's Democrat party, they would they would not allow Kennedy to be a member of today's Democrat Party, and as a minority, I am quite insulted, and I, I'm not insulted. I feel sorry. I feel really bad that the, the that so many Black people in Chicago are continuing to vote for a letter D. When that letter D, those people have been in power for decades. Those people, the Democrat Party, they're making you live in poverty. They are causing you, let me put it this way. They're enacting policies that are causing you to not be able to lift yourself out of poverty. They're destroying the black culture. They're destroying the black family. When you stand around... As a Democrat politician in Chicago, and you allow black children to be shot and caught up in crossfire every weekend, and you won't do anything about it, then how on earth can you minority black voters out there continue to vote for those black politicians or white politicians, whoever they are, with the letter D, just because they have a letter D? You really need to wake up. And listen, I am not afraid. Most radio hosts won't say what I am telling you today. But I'm not afraid to say it because this brown guy is not afraid of being called a racist because I've already been called that. I had some, some idiots on social media who saw something I said and started calling me a racist. And I have some wonderful listeners. Let me tell you, you listeners, I cannot thank you enough. I had some wonderful listeners go on social media and go, Hey, you moron, you're, you're calling a brown Mexican dude a racist <laughs> because I made some comment about, uh, Hispanics and not being, more, I don't remember what the comment was exactly, but, uh, but I, listen, just I implore you, if you want, if you're a black voter and you want to know how much power you have as an American, not as a, a African-American, not as a, a black voter, as a as an American. If you are black and you want to know how much power you have as an American, start throwing the Democrat Party out of office. Stop. If you, you listen As a black voter and a brown voter, especially black voters, especially you, you have more power with your vote than anyone in this country. And you might be saying, Victor, how can one person's vote be more than more powerful than another person's vote? Well, I'll tell you, because the Democrat Party relies on 90% of the black vote. They rely on it. They don't campaign to you. They don't do anything to make your life better. The Democrats don't pass any policies that make black lives better. None. Listen to me. Hear me well. The Democrat Party does not pass policies or any kind of legislation that helps black lives get better. You want black lives to get better? Then you're going to have to go back to Trump policies. When Donald Trump was president, there were more black people that were working good jobs in this country than in history. The the black people, there weren't that many black people out of work. The black unemployment rate was the lowest it has been in history. That was under Donald Trump. Now, go look at the black unemployment rate now. Look at how high it's going. Go look at the black family struggling to live right now. You can thank Joe Biden for that. You can thank the Democrat Party for that. So I implore you from one minority to another minority. If you want to find your power in your vote. Throw the Democrats out of office. If you want to be recognized and you don't want to be taken for granted anymore, throw the Democrats out. They deserve to be thrown out of power. They deserve it. Now, look, you will always have the power to put them back. You will always have the power to throw Republicans out. It's very easy to throw Republicans out of power. Very easy because too much of this country is embedded into the the letter D. Too many people in this country think the letter D is, is what DNA stands for. But let me tell you, if you want to see your power, if you're a black voter and a brown voter and you want to see your power, throw the Democrats out of office. Make them have to actually earn your vote back. And you know what you're going to find? You're going to find that, uh, that there are Republicans that actually have your interest at heart. You'll have Republicans that actually want to pass uh, legislation that helps everyone, everyone. That's what you're gonna find. You're gonna find that you're probably gonna to wanna to go back to the party that used to have, that used to be the home for most black voters. Yes folks, learn your history. The Republican party used to be the home for the black voter. The NRA, the NRA was, was partially created because of the black voter. The NRA was created to arm black folks, partially created to arm black folks to so they could protect themselves against the democrat party now (laughs) a lot of you are going to get mad at what i just said but you can go do your history it wasn't that they had to protect themselves from just just the democrat party but your jim crow laws all of these things that were going on were being perpetuated by the democrat party Uh, folks if you don't believe me go look it up the kkk was founded Basically, by the Democrat Party, the KKK was the militant arm of the Democrat Party. Today, Antifa is the militant arm. BLM is the militant arm. They basically changed their white sheets for black. Oh, that's that's going to get me in trouble, there, David. That'll get me in trouble. Look, folks, I'm being figuratively here speaking. Today's Democrat Party, their militant arm is the Antifa. Their militant arm is BLM. Back in the day, in the 60s and before, it was the, the KKK. It was the white-sheeted dudes who ran around. Uh, those were Democrats. Uh, not all of them. I know, I know. I, I can't say all of them. But those were Jim Crow laws and those, those things that were going on in the South were Democrat. That they came out of Democrat laws. They came out from Democrat officials. And, and all you gotta do is learn your history. The, the black voter was, was, was with the Republicans. Abraham Lincoln, a Republican, he's the one that freed the slaves. Abraham Lincoln fought for that. He was a Republican. Civil rights. You remember the Civil Rights Act? A lot of Democrats like to talk about it. Would not have passed were it not for the Republicans. Democrats voted against it. Uh, Go look up Joe Brandon Biden. Joe Brandon Biden gave a eulogy for a Klan's recruiter, a Klansman recruiter. Joe Brandon Biden gave a eulogy for that. The Democrats, Hillary Clinton said her her role model was a freaking grand dragon of the KKK, and if you don't know who I'm talking about, go look up Senator uh, Byrd from West Virginia. Hillary Clinton idolized him. He was a grand wizard for the KKK or grand dragon. I don't know the terminology, but I know it's something like that. It's a grand something. <laughs> and uh, I, folks, listen. The Democrats are not the party you're being told they are. And if you're a black voter, you need to walk away from that Democrat Party. You will find so much power in your vote because the Democrat Party would lose their minds if they lose your vote. And I and I that is not hyperbole, not hyperbole. All right. Let me move on a little bit, folks, because I got to tell you the story. So the governor of the month. The governor of the month is none other than Texas Governor Abbott. I know a lot of you thought I was going to say Ron DeSantis. <laughs> Look, Ron DeSantis is governor of the year. Ain't nobody going to challenge him for that. But, uh, but governor of the month, governor of the month is governor Abbott. And he is about to right a terrible wrong. And so I will tell you, thank God for governor Abbott. Now let me tell you, some of you right now are asking, what did governor Abbott do to, to, to earn so much praise? Uh, from victor with the on point with victor show because i am sure people are on their phones right now in texas uh reaching out to abbott going victor is talking about you <laughs> look folks i doubt anybody's doing that i'm just a little man on the totem pole right now uh, now maybe if i was filling in for eric but uh I- actually you know i joke around about that but look america's web radio has an amazing reach and i've got listeners all over texas uh folks i get phone calls from ted cruz himself all right maybe not himself it's his people but i get to sit in sometimes on some ted Cruz. Uh, phone town halls and I actually get to talk to Ted Cruz. So um, I feel like I'm pretty well liked in Texas. Uh, but uh, but let me tell you what Governor Abbott's about to do. Governor Abbott is about to issue a pardon. And uh, I, it is a shame that he's having to do this. And if you haven't heard about this and, and, and let me mention this, let me mention this, because you've heard me say everyone out there who listens to On Point with Victor, everyone out there who listens to America's Web Radio, you know how we feel about veterans. You know how we feel about our armed forces. Legendary Dave makes no, no qualms about it. I make no qualms about it. Uh, producer Brett will make no qualms about it. Everyone here at America's Web Radio, we, we, we hold the veterans up on a pedestal as everyone in this country should. And I've told you before, the Democrats do not stand up for veterans. The Democrats do not have veterans backs in this country, but most of the Republicans do and Governor Abbott does governor abbott does so have you heard about sergeant daniel perry have you heard about S- sergeant daniel perry now if you haven't heard about him this is again a situation where you're probably going to want to do a duck duck go search and you're going to want to find out about what i'm telling you here because sergeant um uh, sergeant perry of the army and let me tell you something when they railroaded him he was he's an active member of the military. Active army member and Fort oh gosh, I forgot. Fort Hood. Fort Hood. Thank you, David. Fort Hood. And uh been I'm not sure there. what's that? Been there. Done. I that's right, that's right. A veteran himself sitting across from me. <laughs> uh yes, Fort Hood. And I'm not sure if Sergeant Perry is, is active today, but he was active when this happened. He was he was on active duty when this happened. Uh or he was active in the military and so Let me tell you what happened to Sergeant Daniel Perry, because what they, what the left just did to him is a downright shame. This is why I tell you, you need proof that the left doesn't care about, uh, about the military, that the left doesn't have our veterans back, that the left despises Our military. Why do you think the left is trying to make the military woke right now? Why do you think the left right now is trying so hard to make our military woke? Drive out anyone who supports Trump. Drive out any, not just Trump folks. Let me tell you something. This has never been about Trump. This is about crushing the conservative movement. This is about crushing the, the, anyone that's, that has a notion of being conservative. Uh, they don't want you in the military and that they, they they tried with this covid vaccine business to drive out a lot of trump supporters with january 6th they were trying to arrest members of the military they were trying to to i mean they're trying to purge the military is what they've been trying to do uh, because they don't want people like sergeant perry to be active military the democrats just don't care they don't the Democrats would rather having a bunch of wig wearing, makeup wearing, Bud Light drinking, oh I'm gonna hear it from, from Media Matters, but your Democrat party of today would rather have a heel wearing, dress wearing, wig wearing, uh, dude drinking Bud Light they want those dudes on the front line. <laughs> what do you think they're going to do when China st- attacks Taiwan, when, when, when Russia wants to actually, if, if, if we have to actually go to war with these people, <laughs> do you want, you want Budweiser trans dude <laughs> with his trans can? Do you want him on the front lines? <laughs> oh man, am I going to catch flack with that? We're probably, David, we're probably going to YouTube jail for that one and we'll probably go to whatever jail that, that the social media will put us in, but you know, I don't care because I speak the truth. Uh, all right. Here's what happened to this American veteran. In 2020, Sergeant Perry was in Austin, Texas. Now this was the height, this was in 2020, the height of the BLM riots, the height of Antifa riots. Oh, you remember those peaceful protests, those mostly peaceful? The city was burning down and the media was going, oh, they're mostly peaceful protests. No. This was in the height of the BLM riots, the, the Antifa riots. And uh this was – so this was in 2020 when this was going on. Sergeant Perry was driving uh, for Uber. So Sergeant Perry was actually working. Sergeant Perry was trying to make a living. Sergeant Perry was trying to make extra money, you know, being a, a, a productive, producing member of society, unlike these BLM activists that were running around shooting and killing and burning cities down. And Antifa, you know, what the left thinks is apparently what they think is a – productive member of society anyway perry so sergeant perry's driving his uber downtown austin when he came upon a a a group of blm rioters, rioters and uh they were and get this the rioters were illegally clogging the intersection so these rioters and this is this is i'm not telling you anything that's not true and hasn't been proven this was a non-permitted group of VLM riders. Now, look—if you're going to have a protest, you have a right to protest. You have a First Amendment right to protest. But in most cities, you have to get a permit and let them know what you're going to do and what you're going to write. You know what you're protesting, so you can go protest and march and do all that. But when your protest turns into a riot, that's illegal. And the fact that these people tried to have a protest without a permit—well, that's illegal. So understand this whole thing. These these BLM people that were out there were were out there illegally anyway. So that but and, and they've turned into a riot. So that was even double illegal. So here you have Sergeant Perry who's driving downtown Austin when he came upon this non-permitted group of BLM rioters, not protesters. They were turned into a rioters. Uh, and and besides, when you're protesting, do you take AK-47s when you go protest? No, nah, probably not. But BLM writers do. BLM protesters, quote unquote, I'm air quoting here, protesters. Well, apparently they take AK-47s. And it's okay. Apparently to the Democrat Party, if you're exercising your Second Amendment right and you have an AR-15 to defend yourself and you've never committed a crime, you've never used your, your AR-15, has never picked up legs and walked off and shot somebody, they don't want you, the Democrat Party says, oh, hell no, you can't have that. You can't have that. There's too much crime. You're causing crime. But you give a BLM protester an AK-47, and, well, that's okay. That's okay. No problem there. Nothing to see here, folks. that That's what the Democrat – this is what your Democrats, elected and non-elected Democrats, think. I mean, this is ridiculous, folks. So anyway, Sergeant Perry's driving his car, and after making a turn, the protesters follow – Sergeant Perry's car. Sergeant Perry tried to maneuver his car to get away from these uh, rioters, these BLM rioters, but they followed him. They surrounded his car, pounded on the car and threw rocks at it. Then, as if that wasn't enough, a masked Biden voter by the name of Foster. I'm not going to give his full name. He doesn't deserve it. But some, a Biden voter that had put on a mask approached Perry's car right up to his window and pointed an AK-47 at him. Now, let me ask you, if you're sitting in your car and you're in some downtown Democrat cesspool and there's a bunch of BLM rioters or Antifa rioters, they're smashing your car, throwing rocks at you, pounding on it, trying to flip your car over, and then one of the douchebags walks up to you and points an AK-47 in your face, what would you do? you just going to sit there and let him shoot you? no. especially if you're a member of the United States Armed Forces, you're darn right you're not going to. You're trained to take out your opponent first. When somebody approaches a member of our military with an AK-47 and points it in his face, that military dude or woman is going to drop you and they're going to drop you before you can blink an eye. And that's what Sergeant Perry did. This Biden voter walked up, pointed AK-47 right at the window, pointed at Sergeant Perry. So Sergeant Perry, who is a licensed concealed weapons permit holder pulled out his weapon shot five times and sent this dirt bag BLM activist rioter to his eternal dirt nap, which was the right thing to do. Perry feared for his life. Again, he's in his car surrounded by rioters, smashing his car, throwing rocks at him. And then one pulls up an AK 47 and points it at him. What do you think? it is not unreasonable that he didn't fear for his life perfectly within his law, perfectly within the confinements of the second amendment, perfectly within his right to protect himself. He fired and shot and dropped the threat, which is the way he's trained. He's not just a civilian who has a right to protect himself. He's a well-trained army fighting dude who is trained to drop somebody. If you're dumb enough to point a weapon at a mil- a United States army guy, or a woman, then you deserve what you get. And this BLM writer got what he deserved. So, Sergeant Perry, after he dropped this guy, Sergeant Perry called 911 himself, turned himself into police. Seconds later, turned himself into police and said, hey, this is what just happened. I just had to use my weapon in, in self-defense of my life. I was threatened. I felt my life was about to be taken. So I... Pulled out my concealed weapons license permit, a gun, permitted gun, and I had to end this threat before he ended me. Well, all would be good, you would think, because he's in Texas. But Sergeant, see, you got to understand, Sergeant Perry was in Austin, and Austin is a city in Texas that might as well be Chicago. Austin is a is about as libtard hard as you can get run by a bunch of left-wing whack jobs including the DA who was a George Soros funded DA I I have not personally verified that but folks I would put money that the DA in Austin who railroaded this military man of ours it, it was a George Soros funded DA I I would almost guarantee it Would almost guarantee it I, I mean I know I'm right so this DA a year later in put together a grand jury and the grand jury indicted Sergeant Perry for murder and two other charges. I don't know what the two other charges were. Probably were uh, interrupting a riot, uh, being being a white army dude and not a Biden voter. That's probably one of the charges he got. And maybe they charged him for self defense. I don't know. I, but folks, this is ridiculous. But now listen, note note this: at the time of the shooting, lead detective of the case, the lead detective was David Fujit. He ruled that Sergeant Perry's actions were justifiable homicide, that he defended himself with proper uh, self-defense. The same detective accused the DA, the George Soros DA, this same detective accused the DA of illegal actions, including witness tampering, withholding evidence from a grand jury. Boy, does that sound familiar? Does it sound a little bit like what Bragg might have done up in New York? Does it sound like – yeah, it does sound very familiar, folks. This is what – listen, it is illegal to withhold exculpatory evidence, but yet the Democrats are doing it on a daily basis almost, and they're getting away with it. So this George Soros-funded Democrat DA in Austin, Texas looked at this military man, an Army military guy who – puts his blood on the line for this country. Those DA, this moronic DA wouldn't be there in Austin if it were not for veterans like this Sergeant Perry. But yet, they have total disdain for people like Sergeant Perry. So this guy, this DA, George Soros Soros funded DA, got a grand jury to, to indict Perry for murder and then this thing went to trial. And yesterday, yesterday, they deemed him Guilty of murder. A man who merely defended himself. The only thing that Sergeant Perry is guilty of is committing self-defense. And, and the last time I checked, we have a United States Constitution that guarantees our right of self-defense. It's called the Second Amendment, folks. But what the Democrat Party's trying to do and what these George Soros-funded DAs and prosecutors are trying to do, what these Democrat people are trying to do is to scare you into defending yourself. They want your guns. Listen to me, ladies and gentlemen. I have told you before, and some of you go, oh, Victor, stop using hyperbole. I'm not using hyperbole. I told you before, the Democrats are coming for our guns. They're coming for them. But until they can figure out a way to get them, they're going to do things to try and discourage you from using your gun to protect yourself. You can use your gun in a crime. No problem with that. The Democrats will put you back out. You won't even see jail time. You won't even see jail time. They're trying to tell you that Donald Trump for a ledger, if if there was a crime, it's a misdemeanor, white collar crime of, of ledger posting, and they're trying to say he could get 135 years. You can go rape somebody and shoot somebody. But if you're a Democrat Biden voter, you're going to walk the next day or you'll walk within 48 hours. I, it, it's pretty ridiculous, folks. Pretty ridiculous. So so now they, they they convicted this guy of murder. Sergeant Perry, they convicted him of murder, folks. But thanks To Governor Abbott, he announced yesterday that he will immediately start proceedings to issue a pardon. He, He ordered the pardons board to do a review so that he can pardon Sergeant Perry. So thank God for Governor Abbott and all of us here at the America's Web Radio. We want to issue a huge thank you to Governor Abbott for doing the right thing, doing the right thing. Sergeant Perry shouldn't spend one day, let alone one second in jail. That man needs to be freed, and Governor Abbott's going to do it. All right, folks, stay tuned. You might hear more about that from Locked and Low Lodo, Roger B. He's up next. I'm out. The views, opinions,
0: and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.